You're listening to the Jiu-Jitsu Lou podcast and I'm Lou Temlett. I'm guessing you're having a good day because either you've been on the mats and considering getting on the mats or maybe taking your family to train. I'm happy you're here listening or watching this episode. Please don't tap out before the end. When your ambition is to continue to refine your game for life, start training jujitsu. I'd like to welcome Professor Salvo to my podcast today. Good morning, Salvo. How are you? Good morning, Lou. I'm doing amazing. Thank you. How are you? Oh, great. Thank you. All the better for having you on my show. Thank you very much for accepting the invitation. Um, My pleasure. I just want to kind of link together the last episode because Ian Rossiter um, name dropped right. you a couple of times. Okay. Um, and at the, you know, early in 2000s, you were both uh, training jujitsu. So tell me where it all started for you. Oh, well, it all started for me in Sicily as a 10 year old boy. Wow. So I was a 10 year old boy living with my family in Sicily. And uh, as a 10-year-old boy, I was interested in martial arts. And I went along to what was the local judo and karate school. So I went along. However, my parents didn't sign me up. I was there and I would watch. I would watch the classes. And eventually the teacher noticed that I was there a lot watching the classes. But my parents hadn't signed me up. Yeah. So I started off by helping him clean the school. And eventually, I got on the mats. He would let me train with them. And eventually, my parents did sign me up. (laughs) But uh, that that was the beginning of my journey. And I was there. I was trained from the age of 10 till 15 in Sicily. Fantastic. I years old, I moved to the UK. Oh, wow. I just want to go back to that that 10-year-old you. And Mm. the initiative came from you. Now, I'm a parent. My children have started training jiu-jitsu. We all started training at the same time. But it was, I guess, a kind of joint decision. But it sounds like your initiative was right from the get-go, your desire and kind of, which is wonderful, you know, when children are able to pursue their own, you know, direction in life. um, It just kind of later down the line shows the dedication for that particular activity that they've made, you you know, you made that decision and you're still making that decision today. I think Luke for me was, uh, it was supposed to be this, this is supposed to be my path. And I'll tell you why, even before I started training martial arts, I think I was about eight or nine years old. I took a bunch of my school friends home, you know, little kids, yeah. Uh, you have to understand, Sicily was very different, and we're talking about 40 years ago now, right? Yeah. Um, I took my friends home. I put down in the garage some cloth sacks that we used to have that my father would use for his work. He had lorries and things. So he had these cloth sacks, and I put them down, and I pretended they were mats. And I was pretending to teach my school friends martial arts. At this wow. point, I hadn't done martial arts. The only thing that I had done uh, or seen at this point was a series of Bruce Lee movies that had been on Friday night for six weeks. Because there were, there, I believe there's six movies wow. from Bruce Lee. And I remember for six weeks, every Friday night, the Bruce Lee movies would come on. And I remember being fixated on those. And that's where it all starts, if I have to be honest. 
Bruce Lee has a lot to answer for. Um, even even my mother loves loved bless her heart loved Bruce Lee. Um, so I think I think it's there for so many of us. Um, yeah, yeah. My mother bless her couldn't leave her broomsticks lying around because I would chop them up. And try and make nunchakas out of <laughs> Oh my goodness me. Okay, so this really is a homegrown passion. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like I said, I, as a child, I was pretending to teach martial arts before I'd even started martial arts. Yeah. So I, I really think that this is what it was meant to be. That's incredible. I, I love that. The only memory that comes to me was, you know, writing a register as a, a young child um, and having all my toys as the, the school children. And I was the teacher. Uh, I've not yet gone that direction. Who knows? <laughs> it's never too late. Liz. It's never too late. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So wh- how did it feel? What were you training when you first started training um, on the mats? Karate and judo, very little okay. judo, a little bit of karate and a little bit of judo. But um, you know the the, the influence that uh, my first teacher had over me in, in in a positive way was was amazing. You know, and I have to tell you, we still talk now. We are still in contact wow. now. Yeah, absolutely. That's and amazing. Whenever, he lives in Germany. I live here in the UK, but uh, we. On a weekly basis, we will message each other. We will write to each other. Uh, and if we are ever back in our hometown together, we always make sure to meet up. Oh, that's that's really beautiful. And I think, you know, for me, that's one of the, the benefits of training a martial mm. arts is, is that continued connection. You know, you're making yeah. lifelong friends Absolutely. that will always be there to support you. I, I believe very much in fostering relationships, you know, between the humans. You know, martial arts is the vessel that has put me on this path. But, uh, you know, still today in my own academy, I have students who have been with me over 20 years. You know, I, I have uh, Professor Jason. He's a third degree black belt under me. And uh, he first started training with me about 22 years ago or something like that. Wow. Coach Terry, I've known for 30 years, just after I arrived in the UK, pretty much, you know, and uh, this is what I mean. You know, I think relationships with humans and the ability to maintain healthy relationships Mm -hmm. with humans, I think is super, super important. I think it's something that is uh, overlooked by many and, uh, you know, perhaps even underestimated. Um, I, yes. I believe in these great, lengthy relationships between humans when possible. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for mentioning Professor Jason and um, Professor uh, Coach Terry. Professor Terry, Coach Terry. Yeah. I have come across um, Coach Terry. Um, he's a brown belt, isn't he? Correct, yeah. Ah, he gave me some absolutely fantastic advice when I was training with him one lunchtime. Um, Kind of defending and, uh, you know, stopping the the legs um, from kind of getting getting in guard and things like that. Uh So actually, that that was the day that my mindset shifted from upper body go for the grips to start with to then defending the lower body so mm-hmm. thank you to coach terry for that i'll um, mention that to him <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll send him the podcast so he can see exactly exactly yeah so you're um professor and uh, of uh, Gracie Baha Bath and you have a number of schools in the area um, tell me a bit more so I don't, there's a lot to say here Lou there's a lot to say so I can tell you about the beginning of Gracie Baha Southwest UK yes. Uh, the beginning of Grace Bar Southwest UK, basically Professor Carlos Lemos Jr. of the which my professor came to the UK and opened some classes in a uh, sports facility in Bristol. Somebody came up to me and gave me a piece of paper and said, hey, you know, I know you like martial arts. Uh, call this number. So I called that number and it was Carlos. Carlos and I met over 20 years ago mm. and we have... Uh, a, a, a amazing relationship. Yes, he is my professor, but he's also my brother. You know, my children call him yeah. uncle. His children call me uncle. We have the the most incredible relationship. So uh, Carlos encounters some difficulties, ends up moving back to Brazil and then from Brazil to America. At that time, I had actually moved back to Italy myself. So I moved back to Italy, and then from there, I was going over periodically to Brazil. However, uh, I decided to come back to the UK in 2007. And when I came back to the UK, I came back with a plan. And the plan was, okay, I'm going to open Gracie Baha Bath. And once I open Gracie Baha Bath, I'm going to start teaching a bunch of people. And from there, we're going to open schools all across the region. This was my plan. But of course, nobody has ever done this before. It's yeah. something that had not yet been done. So a lot of people thought I was out of my mind when I said this, you know. Uh, however, today there's 21 schools in the region of the Southwest UK. And with that being said, uh, somehow all of these schools link back to myself and Professor Carlos. Somehow, somewhere, Right. Fantastic. So, which brings me to my schools now. My schools are Bath, Bolton, and Westport Estate. And, uh, you know, we, we, um, I also have uh, 50% of Grace Bar Gillingham. But, uh, you know, my main focus is Bath, Bolton, and Westport. Why? Because they're the ones that I, I teach at. I yeah. teach in Bath every day. And uh, I also visit the other two schools twice a week. Fantastic. The amount of dedication and, you know, you're, you've set up the schools, you're associated with the whole of the Southwest and teaching every day. It really does, for me, demonstrate your passion for the sport. Um, I'm relatively new to the sport, but I can see and feel the dedication of everybody. Can I, can I jump in there? Yeah. Uh, I noticed that you said twice the sport. I have to correct that, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. We are, first and foremost, the martial art. And a martial art runs with certain etiquette. A martial art has a, a certain, uh, what can I say? How can I put this? Has a certain way, the way of, uh, you know, a martial artist, Bushido. The sport of jiu-jitsu is a sideline of our Oh. And uh, yeah, and I feel like today this is something that is completely forgotten by many and overlooked by many. I believe in the solid foundations of the martial arts mm. academy. You know, uh, 
we we do a lot of competitions. We have some very high ranked competitors here at our school in that. Uh, but with that being said, everything that we do follows the ethos of, of a martial arts school. And this is the only way to, to I think, to, I could be wrong, to foster a yeah. healthy environment, which is embracing to everybody. Yes. Cool. Thank you for um, kind of overcoming my, you know, the, the, the knowledge of the, the sport and the martial arts. And, you know, I really do appreciate the, um, the respect of, of a martial arts. Yeah. Um, I'm still learning lots to learn. Um, we still. all are. We all are. <laughs> Look, I believe, I believe in the uh, ethos of martial arts. I believe in the hierarchy, for instance, my professor, he is the person that has guided me to my mm. path. And therefore I will uh, always be eternally grateful to my professor, but also the, the lineage that we have, mm. you know, my lineage is drinking straight from the source. I am the black belt of Professor Carlos Lemos Jr., who is a four-time world champion who has grown up next to Master Carlos Gracie Jr. Therefore, I have had direct contact with Master Carlos over several years. Wow. And, you know, being, being in that type of environment uh, amongst giants <laughs> you know i was just a yes. little kid from sicily somewhere in the middle of nowhere who ends up being uh, involved with such historical figures of our game today you know yes and that, so i'm blessed i'm blessed and, and this is something that must not be overlooked and uh i i continue to appreciate this every day fantastic so is um when you when you're training um yeah. how do you prepare yourself mentally and physically to be able to train um and teach every day what what are your kind of top tips how do you come to the mats well, for me it's it's really easy these days a little because when i come to the mats of our schools i come with uh open heart, open mind, open vision. So I arrive to the mat with, uh, with joy. You know, I am yeah. happy. I am blessed to be waking up every day and doing exactly what I love to do. I never use an alarm clock. I don't need one. I don't need an alarm clock. I'm doing what I love. So I'm always yeah. up and ready to go. Uh, physically, physically, yeah, I train. I train a fair bit. I train, you know, not only jujitsu. I train down the gym. Uh, I make sure that I keep myself healthy and, and in shape. And, uh, you know, this allows me to be able to keep training with my students. Yeah. You know, I have 35 black belts, right? Wow. So, right. <laughs> And, you know, not all of them are, are with us here at Gracie Bahabat because several of those black belts have their own schools or doing their own things these days. But, you know, I have 35 black belts. Wow. So I, I want to keep training. I want to keep my jujitsu as fresh, as sharp, as technical as possible. But yeah. yet I want to keep physically strong. Yeah. But I want to keep physically strong so that I don't injure myself when I train jujitsu. Mm. So I don't want to be a bodybuilder. I do certain weight exercises 
to make sure that my body stays strong and healthy to be able to do jiu-jitsu. I just want to go back to the open heart and coming to the mats with joy. That, for me, you know, fills my imagination and, um, you know, passion for for martial arts. And I think, you know, having that that joy, knowing that you don't need an alarm clock, you're doing and fulfilling your passion every single day is just, you know, it, it becomes a, a mental health, a, a kind of emotional, you know, trigger to be better, do better, come to the world with joy and, and kind of, you know, the, the open heart. And I think, you know, that's the intrinsic uh, feeling that I get when walking into um, Gracie Baha Bath, that there is joy. Mm. Uh, and it, it's just that unspoken sense of calm and happiness that we're all there to, you know, experience this martial art in a very open-hearted way. So yeah, I just wanted look, to acknowledge. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that you, you felt that mm. because this is what I want you to feel. This is what I want everybody to feel. Look, yeah. I feel so good coming into my own school. I feel so good to be on the mat and I feel so good being around all of you amazing people. Why would I not want to share yeah. that? Yeah. You know, I, I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this because... Uh, I'm doing this because I love this. This yeah. is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know. Um, yeah. And I'm here for the long run. Yeah. You know, I've been training jujitsu for two and a half decades. I'm here for the long run. Yeah. You know, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be doing this till I'm a very old man. Fantastic. You know, this, is this is the plan. <laughs> you know, right. we were having this conversation uh, with Coach Terry, actually. You know, I... I could just go back home and live my life on the beach, but I don't want to. Right. As much as I, you know, I have my, my ties to my country, Sicily, and I do go back there regularly, and I will spend a week here and there on the beach, there or wherever yeah. else. Yeah. However, what brings me joy is teaching jujitsu right here. Yeah. And, you know, as we speak, one of my students back there is about to set up Gracie Baja Agrigento in Sicily. So wow. everything, yeah, so everything is moving beautifully in the right direction. Fantastic. I believe very much in energy, right? I believe mm. very much in positive energy. Whatever energy you put out to the world is the energy you're going to get back. Yeah. Uh, I think you've experienced, uh, you've had the experience of being around me on several occasions now and your children and you know I, all i want to do is uh give the best of myself to my school and my students i love that i love that this is the jiu-jitsu lou podcast with me lou tamlet coming to you from the uk when you're ready to pick up some jiu-jitsu lou merch head over to jujitsulu.com forward slash shop and if you're looking for a discount code sign up to my newsletter Today, I'm having a conversation with Professor Salvo from Gracie Baja Bar. Thank you for um, being here, Salvo. Um, I want to move on and talk about how might people find that energy. 
um, to start training um, jiu-jitsu, what would you encourage them to kind of think about if they're not already training? Um, and just some advice for their ongoing life journey of jiu-jitsu. Okay. So if you are feeling a little down, a little out of shape, a little lethargic, a little, I don't know, sad. Yeah. You know, because I think that uh, the world really needs cheering up. There's so many things going on out there, right? Yeah. I think that if you find a healthy jiu-jitsu school, it can really enhance your life. Uh, there's a lot of schools out there, Lou. There's a lot of schools and there's some good ones and some bad ones and some mediocre ones. Uh, I like to give my best. I don't know where I stand amongst all of that. Well, I do, but, you know, I'm not going to tell you where I think I stand amongst all of that. We know where you stand, Salvo. You know, the the so. energy and the, the feeling is very positive. And, right, you know. and that's all I want to do, and yeah. I want you to feel that. So when somebody who walks through my doors comes to my mats being beaten down by the trials and tribulations of life, mm-hmm. I want that person to begin to experience an environment of positive energy and uh, amazing vibrations. Because look, what is life about? What is life about? Life is about being happy. Life is about if we are blessed to have children, uh, spread that to our children. Our children will go on to live amazing lives. This is the plan, isn't it? Yeah. This is what we're here for, right? Yes. So, at the end of the day, uh, this is why I've gone back and I'm teaching the kids' classes again now because I, I'd like to try to be a positive influence to those children mm. before they hit the negativity of social media, uh, YouTube, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Because that's, that's not real life. Real life is experiencing other people and being outside and being on the mats and, you know, riding bikes and falling over, scratching yourself, dusting yourself off and moving yep. on again. That's real life, right? And I think we've lost, uh, we've lost that sense of contact with, with real life, many of us, unfortunately. Yeah. So I think that anybody who walks into the right school, like I said, there is many of them across the country, across the world, many great instructors, male and female, across the world, yeah. And I sincerely hope that if you are thinking of starting jujitsu, you take that first step. You find that right school. And if the school doesn't fit you, uh, try a different one. There's a lot of schools, yeah. you know, until you find the one that matches you, what you want. Yeah. Um, you know, with that being said, I feel like you have to always keep remembering where are you when you feel happy? Where are you when you feel your best? Who's around you when you're smiling the most? I think if you remember those things, yeah. you start to realize very quickly where you're supposed to be. Absolutely. I agree. And I was just having a moment of going back to all those times, you know, where I felt happiest and and maybe listeners, you're kind of, you know, thinking about that same and, you know, is does that happen to be, um, you know, training jiu-jitsu on the mats? Probably. I would say yes, 100%, if you're already training. (laughs) 
you know, for me, I, I'm a father of three. So the first thing is obviously my children, yeah, my family, and then my extended family. You know, the, the, the math. I have so many jujitsu friends worldwide. I have been blessed to have taught seminars worldwide for years, yeah. for years, Lou. You know, and uh, this was only a dream for me when I was a child. This was only a dream. Yeah. So I continue to give my best every day of the week because my best could impact somebody else's life and yeah. could make their life a lot better than what it's supposed to be. And I think having role models throughout your life to give you that positive influence is absolutely fundamental. Like you say, you know, the young children, you know, trying to give them real life before they're immersed in social mm. media and mobile phones. Actually, those positive human role models that offer connection and support from, yeah. you know, not just their family, but their extended family. And I think that's fundamentally what you're here to do and you know for us to experience what that feels like as well yeah we're, we're not all blessed to have our families right next to us you yeah know? we're you know some of us my father lives abroad my mother bless her she lives in italy too and uh, you know my i have a humongous family as you can imagine yeah. being you know from sicily i have a huge family However, I live in the UK, and in the UK, yeah. I rely, I spend the most of my time with my students. Yeah. You know, so if I didn't have positive relationships with my students, I think I'd be living a pretty miserable life. Yeah. But I have, as I said, incredible relationships with my students. Yeah. Not just my students, my friends. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm the type of human that values relationships. And I can walk through town and there'll be so many people that I met at the very beginning when I first arrived in the UK. And those people are still my friends today, you know, because uh, I, I believe in that. I believe in, you know, being there for each other, standing by side by side through good times, through bad times. I believe in all of that. I love that. Now, I know there are a number of competitions um, coming up um, over the next few weeks, months. Mm -hmm. There are always competitions. Um, you've taken part in your fair share of competitions over um, your yeah. career. Yeah. Um, give me a, a whistle-stop tour of your achievements through competition. Um, so, I'm, 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 again, I'm blessed. I competed a lot back in my days, and I won several competitions. I won the World Championships of 2006 as a blue belt. I won wow. as a black belt two European, several British Opens and things like that, several. And yeah. at the time, they meant a lot. At the time, they meant a lot. However, uh, I think if one focuses on the medal, you can lose the goal. And the yeah. goal isn't just a medal because this is not just a sport that is just a part of what we're doing but i had a great time i competed all over the world i competed in rio i competed in europe i competed in wow. america so i've had a i've had a fantastic time and i've also trained with the who's who of gracie baja and beyond yeah you know so 
I've had an amazing time on the mat. Um, and would you recommend anyone to put themselves in for a competition? I think if you're a jiu-jitsu practitioner, uh, at least once, yeah. you should go and experience that. Because you might be the person that absolutely loves it. And then you will have the, the opportunity to compete every other weekend if you want. Uh, equally, you might not like it. You know, I have a good friend of mine who nowadays lives in Texas, but uh, his name is Giuseppe Scambri. So his brother was a legendary jiu-jitsu fighter uh, called Nino Scambri. And Nino went on to fight in prize fighting championships. Yeah. Super, super famous in his day. Um, Pepe, on the other hand, he always took a little bit of a backseat and he competed only once as a blue belt and he didn't like the feeling, the adrenaline, the feeling, uh, the, the stress, and he never competed again. Yeah. But when I was in Brazil, I was living with these guys and we would go to train and we would go to Gracie Baja HQ Rio Janeiro at that time. And uh, he, he would walk in, we would walk in and he would do his warm up and I would watch him submit three, four different world champions on the same night. Mm. So it took nothing away from his jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You know, it's only he didn't like the feeling of competition. Yeah. But yet he was still submitting world champions on the mats at Gracie Baja. Because in those days, you could walk into Gracie Bar and there'll be 10 world champions training at the same time. It was insane. It was yeah. insane. I love that. So, you know, competition is something for someone and yeah. something else for someone else. You know? Yeah. I think... But I um, recommend people should try at least once, though. I, I agree. I will still continue, uh, obviously, when time permits to um, get in for a competition. Uh, I'm, you know, part of this show is to encourage more women to start yeah. training jiu-jitsu um, yeah. and just to, you know, encourage the flow, the well-being. You know, from this episode, you know, it really does cascade and, and kind of echo the positive feeling that mm. um people get from jiu-jitsu and you know being around other connected uh, martial artists we have a bunch of ladies that train jiu-jitsu here at gb bath and across my other schools yeah. and i have several female black belt female black belts also you know which is yeah. uh is amazing right yeah you know i have i have three female black belts isn't that cool that's amazing <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I love I love the fact that it's a lifelong um, you know, commitment passion. It's not a commitment, it's a passion. It's something that, yeah. you know, when when you get involved with the the martial arts, then it's it becomes part of your whole being. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I like I said, I'm I'm stoked every day of the week, you know, yeah. that, that I get to do this that yeah. I get to spend time on the mats, that I get to help somebody smile. Yeah, yeah. You know? absolutely, absolutely. Um, do you have any advice for anyone listening to this podcast with regards to um, training jiu-jitsu? What are your top tips, Salvo? My top tips are this. Play jiu-jitsu, 
don't fight jujitsu. If you can play jujitsu, you're going to be able to train for a lot longer. You're, it's going to be so much more fun. You're going to be able to feel so much more and not miss the important stuff. Mm-hmm. When you fight jujitsu, it's generally quite rigid. It's generally very aggressive. And you become a little bit with blinkers on, you know, like yeah. you're only heading for one thing and you will not give up a position and you will not uh, allow that person to do anything back to you. I feel the more you can play jujitsu, the more you will have the opportunity to evolve. And then once a week, twice a week, by all means, go hard. Yeah. But for the best part, I just want to play. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, bringing the fun to um, this, you know, the martial arts for me is what it's about. I'm, you know, whilst life gets quite serious, it, it's an opportunity to actually have fun and enjoy what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, people get stuck on these ideas of, uh, you know, other, uh, the craze of footlocks, let's say. We do footlocks, of course. Yeah. We do. It's part of jujitsu. Yeah. But I'm not focused on footlocks. Yeah. I'm focused on on jujitsu as a whole. I'm focused from the stand up all the way to the ground, all yeah. the way to any situation that may present itself. And I think for us, it's a, it's a healthy recipe. Yeah. You know, I say it's a healthy recipe because at the end of the day. You know, we have several champions in the academy. We have uh, number one female blue belt in the world of Gracie Baja. We have uh, number one juvenile blue belt in the world of Gracie Baja. We have uh, number one youth orange belt in the world. So yeah, I think we're doing something right. You are. You know, absolutely. We're doing something right. And... Um, you know, I, I won't spend overemphasize any aspect of the game. What I want to do is move forward equally with every section of the game. Yeah. Because ultimately it's one as a whole. If you have if you go to jujitsu and all we do is pull guard, there's a problem. If you come to jujitsu and all we do is takedowns, there's a problem. Yeah. If you come here and all we do is footlocks, there's a problem. You know, there has to be that right balance of uh, having a comprehensive game. Absolutely. Professor Salvo, I want to thank you for um, being on my podcast, sharing your energy. I really have a refreshed um, inspiration for um, the martial arts and just the energy that it brings. So thank you so much for being here. And uh, I look forward to training again tomorrow. (laughs) I look forward to seeing you. (laughs) Have a lovely day. Fabulous. Thank you so much. much. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for telling your friends about this show. To get notified of upcoming guests and special offers, head over to jujitsulu.com and subscribe. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode of the Jujitsulu podcast. <laughs>